gentlemen, and uh, welcome, welcome back to Chiluminati Podcast. We are now on, on episode 21. As always, I am one of your hosts. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Legal. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're legal to drink, but we've always been legal what? to serve what? our- what? I thought you said regal, and I was like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> no. Regal. <laughs> 21 years old, baby. What more we're do you totally mean? regal. Get your purple colors out. <laughs> Come on, baby. Royalty before you. Well- uh, I don't like this voice that I'm No, doing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who this character not is. Not a fan. Not I'm, a fan. I'm a little nervous. Uh, you sound like yeah, the no. monster lady from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's her name? Rosaline or something like that? She has some... I have no idea. Rosalina. That's it. Yeah, there you go. She's Rosalina. <laughs> <laughs> from from uh, Nintendo there. Uh, as always, though, I am one of your hosts, Mike. And as always, I'm joined by Jesse and Alex. And today is an exciting day. You guys have been begging for it. We've dipped a little bit, but they've still been, you know, relatively grounded <coughs> episodes on, on things that are funky, but have like an actual history to them. But we're going out. I want your tinfoil hats on. I want your, your conspiracy theory jackets on. And I want your Chiluminati so underwear. Ready. I want your Chiluminati underwear tightly wrapped around your torso. And I want your pants. Do we sell Chiluminati underwear? No, but we need to. So if you coming any, soon, to anybody wants shop. to sponsor us. Yeah. Or coming soon. Call us. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. undies. I hear you. I see right? you. That's, I wear you, so. I don't, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> but today is a special episode because we're going back. We we covered a little bit. And if you remember, gentlemen, let me take you back uh, a few a few months to some of the earliest episodes of Chiluminati. A better time. A better more time. More innocent time. Prior to the Tommy Patera trilogy. <laughs> prior to before the Before we true knew time. true evil, yeah. Yeah, before we knew Scardus. what true evil was like. Before Harold the Doll. Before Harold the Doll, which, by the way, <laughs> he's still sitting over there. He's done nothing. Nothing at all. I have not removed the tape off of his mouth, however. Give it time. Oh, Jesse's going to get something right now. Where he's going to get something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't this see This is it. another thing. This is another thing that happened. Well, oh. he's been getting sent a lot of things as well. Oh, yeah, this wanna... right here. This creepy... Uh... Football, supposedly. Football from the first Thanksgiving. It's terrifying. <laughs> Maybe that's something we'll crack open at CoxCon. Yes. We should. We should just get the dirty on us. Right? Just bring us things. Yeah, let's import that. Let's see how they do. (laughs) Import curses from another land. Um, But we covered initially, I think it was like episode three or so, two or three. We initially covered Hollow Moon, and then we discussed Hollow Earth. Pretty close to one another, back to back, and there were a lot of. And things if you've there. seen, oh, if you've seen DC's Aquaman, you know the Hollow Earth theory. Totally true. It's, it's true. I've never, I haven't totally seen Aquaman true. yet. I don't know what that means. I have not seen that movie. I am now convinced to see it. Yeah. Based on that, I don't know what it is. That means. It's part of the film. I'm just saying. It's totally true. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that there are specul there there are bits and pieces of both of those theories that are true. But the most most of it, I'm going to tell you, is wrong. Not because science proves it wrong. Because the whole while, the moon the moon and Mars and even some other planets in our solar system have been holding alien life there. And this whole time? And this whole time. And NASA oh. and the government has been covering it all up. And we're going to talk okay. about why. Let me take you away from the land of truth and honesty and bring you to a land of extra truth and extra so, honesty. Yeah, question. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is this stuff you guys actually believe? Me? This? You want to do what? Can I? <laughs> well, I, usually we have one of these things where you guys are like, this has got to be real. And I'm like, oh, this is stupid. And I'm curious because this stuff I actually know about, I think it's fascinating. But uh, I do not. I will say I do not. I don't think. But 
maybe I don't know are... where we're going. I'm open to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive in and we can give our final opinions at the end. Okay, um, I'm just saying. <laughs> like I said, while while the Hollow Moon and the Hollow Earth were incredibly convincing arguments, none are going to be as convincing as this. But where do we start? How how far do I bring you back? Let me bring you back to 1976. The year we got the photo of the monkey face on Mars. As some, oh, the face on Mars, yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic, some, the, the classic. Yeah, yeah. That was as as that was one of the tabloids they put it as the monkey face on Mars. I don't know that call it a monkey face. Well, it was just an, an, you know the tabloid. To me, I'm thinking like Ray Bradbury, like Martian Chronicles, alien face is what it, it evokes. It looks kind of like a robot face, kinda, like a blank robot yeah, face. Yeah, a little humanist, a little bit. You could like your paradelia yeah. could easily kind of create a human face out of it. Um, but everyone knows this photo. And if somehow you don't know this photo, just go go to Google and just Google face on Mars. It's like going to guaranteed be the first thing that pops up. It's this, so famous. It, yeah, it, you should know it. But this photo is actually just one of 18 photos that were taken on that particular expedition to cover that part of Mars known as Cydonia or Cydonia. I don't know how you pronounce it. Cydonia, as in the Knights of Cydonia. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> right. But I've also seen it written with a K. As in a, instead of a C, so I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced Kydonia, but I call it Cydonia, and I'm sounds fern to me. <laughs> um, most of the image, uh, most of the images were of good quality, and by that I mean they were about eight hundred seventy six standard quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nineteen seventy six standard quality, which means about eight hundred twenty feet per pixel. So each pixel in that photo was was gigantic swaths of land. So uh, how big is this fucking face? Right. Well, big. Very, very, very big. And then Yo. the rest of the photos were actually worse, and they were about 1,800 feet per pixel. Uh, so those the, the faces we see of the face on Mars are actually of the quote-unquote higher quality uh, kind. Uh, these were uh, mostly used to study the surface of Mars and its landscape. But little did they know, what they truly discovered was evidence of alien activity on Mars itself. And the first step toward unraveling the great NASA cover-up of not only aliens on Mars, but also moon, the uh, moons around Saturn as well, and Venus. Dennis okay. Rodman, Elvis. Uh, all of them. They're all okay. aliens. So, so before we get to the cover-up, <laughs> what I'm about to say won't matter because it's a cover-up. So clearly they had right. time to fake photos. Of course. But uh, for those of you who are curious, what it's been... Many, many years since we found this picture of a face on Mars. Mm -hmm. What, what have, Clearly, they must have gone back, and in fact, they have. They went back in 98, and in 2001, with much higher resolutions, they literally have a satellite up there called, like, the Mars Global Surveyor. It's gone back repeatedly. Again, could all be part of the cover-up. It's all or, part of the cover-up, man. Or they have much higher quality uh, photos now, and literally, it's just, like, a mesa. A, a mountain. Yeah, it's just or, a mountain, but the, the they fascinating thing- They probably weren't looking in the right place. No, There's NASA's photoshopping mountains. the photos. They're yeah, photoshopping clearly they're photoshopping. The photos. But the fascinating thing has nothing to do with what it is, right? It's it's like just a mesa, like you yeah. would imagine like a, like a bluff somewhere. But what's interesting is that there are many of them, and they're all positioned in between this area that I guess was right along where an old ancient ocean would be. And so, at some point in time, there's a massive ocean on Mars, and it's gone now, whatever the hell happened, and this would have been, like, beachfront property, and basically... A, I, I saw something like this uh, on the early Google images, like, off, like, Florida area, like, lower East Coast, 
where there was like forms in the Google mapping underground that looked like they were buildings before like a flood came. That's some interesting shit. Oh, that's yeah, it's interesting. it's it's real fascinating to see that at one point Mars had water, and mm-hmm. there definitely was probably one hundred percent life that lived on Mars. I don't do you know think if they, it was like do you think hello, they wore yeah, I don't know if it was like alien, like hello, what are you? But stuff was going down, and that, I'm much more fascinated with like what happened to Mars, man. Well, we can talk about what happened to Mars if you'd like. Yeah, to know. that's what we're gonna get to. Um, so let's all and all of everything I say is going to be factual, so don't worry about it. And there's actually, you know, um, I think there was at a one point a meteor, a meteorite that we had discovered or had landed that actually held like, uh, like a single-celled like either organism. There are many or people who so. believe the destruction of Mars is what prompted the population of like Earth with life. Like the thing where it like hit Mars and like a chunk came off and gave us our first microbes and whatnot. Even, yeah, 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 even the moon. People think that the moon was part of whatever nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're actually going to talk about our moon a little bit here. Uh, you know, there's a, there's like like Jesse's already discovering. There's a lot we could dive into and like really extrapolate, but we're going to just talk about one thing: the truth. So, uh, when you say that, I don't believe you. The, <laughs> the real more truth. you say it, the less I believe. <laughs> it's the truth, man. You can't convince me. Um, so shortly after the release of these photos, two computer scientists by the names of Vincent DePetro and Gregory Molinar took them and digitally enhanced them with a computer technique that they themselves had actually developed. Uh, again, this is all 70s computer tech. Keep that in mind. Early 80s at the very, at the very latest. So what they developed and the, the technique they used, I didn't really deep dive into it other than the fact that they were computer scientists at the time and they just digitally enhanced them to the best. This is like could. on a cassette tape or yeah, something. Yeah, like this is like old school, you know, digital quote unquote enhancement. But what they discovered was that not only did the landmass itself seem to form a humanoid like face, but the face also appeared to have details like pupils, teeth, and even a hairline. And I will say, if you go look at the photos, uh, and I, you know, I, I was, I was looking at them as they were talking about them and I was researching them. You can kind of maybe see like a hairline. I don't see pupils per se, and I don't really see teeth, but I can kind of see where they see a hairline. So I can, it looks, it do looks they have less like a hairline and more like a, like a Pharaoh's hat. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I agree. It, it's a much more that, but I, I see where they were, where they were. Did they like have a hoodie. Like a dude got a hoodie. data on, did they have more data or were they just enhancing? Just enhancing the NASA photos. That's all. All they, they did was like scroll in a bunch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Zooming. It's, it's, it's not inc- that high tech. No, it's very blurry. And, uh, you know, and since it's so blurry and pixelated, there's a lot to left up into your imagination. Again, 1970s science, more or less. But the, those images, as far as Vincent and Gregory go, as you know, as, as far as this story goes, that's where their story ends. They've served their purpose. They digitally enhanced some photos, thought, oh, that is kind of interesting. And that was more or less where they left it. Then those images obviously were released and enter the man who would perpetuate the theory from here on out. And even to the, today continues to do uh, exactly that. A man by the name of Richard C. Hoagland, who would come onto the scene and turn the entire world on its head. Or at least, that's what he would hope. He had never seen the newer, more enhanced photos from, uh, he had seen, rather, the newer, more enhanced photos from Vincent and Gregory, and while certainly bewildered and impressed by the face on Mars, Hoagland was more blown away by what he claimed to see a few miles south of the monkey face on Mars. 
Good old Richard here saw mile-long pyramids surrounded by a fortress-like structure, an exposed honeycomb of floors, and a main avenue surrounding a possibly town square of this Mars-ruined city to the south of this face on Mars. Town square? Town square, honeycomb-like levels, uh, pyramids that are miles long. And you can actually go ahead and Google that as well, and you can go look up the images for it. What are these there's a much like There's a much larger photo than yeah. – what most of us see – is just a very close up of the, the face. face. Yeah. But there's a much bigger photo. And if you go down, look south, it's called the Sidonia Pyramid Complex. Yes. And yeah, I'm going to chalk this one up to 70s technology. But still, <laughs> it's, you know, it's fascinating to dream, Richard. It's fascinating <laughs> to dream. You say dream, Richard says science. Richard is the name we always use. Uh, as the royal name for everyone together. <laughs> Richard. Yeah, yeah Just, listen, Richard. Listen, Rich. Listen, Richard. Don't be a dick, Rich. Don't be a dick, Rich. Don't be a rich dick. <laughs> also, don't be a rich dick, which is clearly yeah. not what he's trying to go for as he's desperately trying to bring the truth of the matter to the, Man. To the masses. I, so. I don't know if this is the same photo or the old photo or what, but it's like it's showing like a zoom in of the, of the plateau that's the face. Mm-hmm. And like when you zoom out on it, even now... It still kind of looks like a face. I mean, when you zoom in, you can see the features and that it's not a face. Well, one could argue that the face is there because of the time of day that the pictures were taken and the shadows cast on the actual mountain caused it to look like a face. Or it's just a face. A aliens made that we'll get into. So this in this information itself, if true, would be utterly groundbreaking. It would it would make headlines everywhere. Everything would, would be turned on its head. But if there's one thing I've learned about good old Richie Hoagland, it's that every time he suddenly discovers something, it's even more mind-blowing than his previous discovery. Has this to wouldn't be. this wouldn't be the only thing that he would discover. Rich is is a ma a modern ma a mastermind. He's a, he's a genius. We'll talk about his schooling a little later, but this man is quite intelligent. But if there's uh it's 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 We'll just go on to the next thing he discovered. Hogan then went on to show that not only were these discoveries all important, but they were also connected in a way that he had not initially realized. Taking a compass, a calculator, and the five inch by five inch printout of the digitally enhanced picture, he shows uh, a series of mathematical relationships between the face, the supposed ruins of the city, and the mile long five-sided pyramid that he ended up discovering. Afterward, he describes that all of the key angles in the city and the pyramid point directly to the face, while other landmarks seem to correlate to the sun's rising during the summer and the winter solstice, of course. But this would only be the beginning. Of Mars? Of Mars. What the hell? <laughs> are, you not, are, you, are you not already convinced? So yeah, I'm looking he's saying, at the math. What he's saying, yeah, oh, you're trying to look at the math? I, yeah. Good luck. Uh but yeah, basically what he's saying is he he drew a bunch – the way I interpreted it by looking at these mathematical equations is he literally just drew a bunch of lines that seemed to him at the very least important and deduced from these lines and quote-unquote equations that the city and the pyramid are pointing at the face and then the other points of the city and then the rest of the points of the pyramid have something to do with the winter solstice and the sun's rising. This is fall. like the JFK – Abraham Lincoln. Back and like, to the left. <laughs> back and to back the left. And to the left. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. 
I, are I you telling me that you don't believe scientist Richie Hoagland here? I'm not saying that. I don't want to say that because I'm open to whatever, but I just am. This is, I don't immediately look at this and think math. Well, <laughs> that's why you're not seeing the truth, Alex. You're right. You're right. I got to open your I gotta, mind more. I got I to gotta, I gotta believe harder. Jesse, are you believing? Uh, no. Okay. So we'll continue then. Maybe that's I have a strong no for me. <laughs> I haven't convinced you yet are you that sure? this is all actually happening. Am I sure? No. Are you sure, Jesse, that you don't believe yet? I, I definitely don't. I am a longtime listener of uh, <laughs> oh, yes. the many things Richard C. Hoagland has been on. So I'll <laughs> simply just say, I, I didn't believe then. I don't believe now. <laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe later, maybe some of this other stuff. So uh, as you may imagine, all of the stuff that, again, should be groundbreaking, should be mind-blowing, has not turned the tide of the media, government, or outside of his niche following at this point, anybody really in the public, but he wasn't done yet. For years, Hoagland would continue to study and obsess over the ruins on Mars and what it means for humanity. And fun fact, in 1976, he was actually the one to start the write-in campaign named the shuttle, the Enterprise, after his favorite show, Star Trek. Uh, he started that whole write-in campaign to the president to get the first shuttle named uh, Enterprise. That totally worked. It did work, actually. It actually was his claim to fame for a while. Um, but perhaps his biggest discovery would come in the early 90s. The 80s were all about those mathematical equations, but the early 90s began to see, I guess if you don't believe that he had jumped the shark yet, this might be your jump the shark moment for our dear boy, uh, David Hoagland. Clearly the world hadn't fully accepted his findings, but that didn't stop him. He continued to obsess and study everything that he could, working and reworking his own mathematical equations on the photos from the 70s. What he discovered was that the photos actually held complex geometric patterns whose, quote, purpose seems to introduce us to a set of equations opening up a whole new window of physics, end quote, which Hoagland refers to as hyperdimensional physics. And in an, uh, an issue of Omni magazine, he actually goes further to explain, quote, these will provide a, a fundamental connection between the four forces of nature, end quote, which would then allow us to tap into an energy from potentially wholly new dimensions uh, bristling, bristling up against our very own. What? <laughs> what? So does this, does this, this has, this is, it, this is because of the way that the things are oriented. The way that the things the are oriented in the photograph that we took. Those equations, the geometric patterns of not only the, the photographs on obviously the, the, the where, how things are positioned, but his own, his own mathematical equations, he, he then discovers that these are actually hidden equations that will open our world to a whole new window on physics, which would let us tap into the four forces of nature on Earth and then possibly tap into potentially whole new dimensions for energy. This is crazy. Does does is is there has any research been done into hyperdimensional physics? Hoagland has been. Does he is he like funding studies? Is he? I mean, I don't know what I his, wouldn't say he's he funding have, studies. He's 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 not doing much other than writing books, more or less. Does he have That's, money? Like, is he rich? Uh, I can't. I actually didn't research into if he's a rich man or not. Um, I'm because, so interested in like whether he's like a crazy guy who's like using his resources to like find his own answers like Terrence Howard or if he's like a like a like if he's like a con man I think maybe your second one's a little closer <laughs> um, my second one you're you're the latter <laughs> my bold new theory on on Hogan 
But who knows? Maybe he's right. Maybe these are the aliens laid out some complex. It kind of reminds me of like a little Mass Effect ish where like the aliens lay out these these complex equations and stuff for humans to eventually discover and unlock uh, the, the potential en- uh, d- uh, interdimensional energies and uh, the forces of nature here on our it's planet. It's been there right in front, right of, in us front of us the whole time. It only took him 30 years to deduce it. But that's, I, you know, for a genius, that's not that long. So why would they cover something so world-changing well, let's, up? Let's, let's get into it, baby. Uh, so, unfortunately for Hoagland, the media, scientists, and governments of the world did not take him seriously, and his theories were being heard by just a small minority who basically believed everything he said. But if we've learned anything by now, it's that nothing stops the hoax. In fact, Richard Hoagland wrote a book on Cydonia, uh, the Cydonia region of Mars, titled The Monuments of Mars! A, a city on the edge of forever. Did you read this book? God, excerpts of it, but God, no, not the whole thing. <laughs> I did not go out and buy that book. I'm sure it's 80 pages long. Uh, <laughs> in the book, however, he dips to, to prove his theories that he's right. Instead of kind of leaning on science, which you should. You should. Uh, yes, generally. <laughs> instead, he dips into Sumerian mythology. To show and draw lines between the pyramids on Mars and those of Egypt to assert the following six claims. One, <clears throat> alien astronauts set up a base on Mars. Two, okay. those, alien, uh, those alien astronauts who set up a base on Mars then came to Earth and abducted our a- evolutionary ancestors and brought them back to Mars. Three, okay. they then took those uh, creatures that they abducted on Earth and created a race of highly intelligent alien-human hybrids. Which lends credence to what we covered in the Hollow Moon, Hollow Earth theory, where star children are being, or are we being abducted and creating star children and alien hybrids? Perhaps it's been going on since the inception of very humanity itself. Four. Once those hybrids are complete, bring those hybrids back to Earth. Five. Be their tutors. Teach them the finer points of civilization and how to operate peacefully, which we've clearly failed. Six. In the final oh, are point, we the are we the guy are we the oh, oh don't jump ahead on me left six they then left a picture of us behind on Mars so that one day we may rediscover it and rediscover where we came from that's right that we are actually the aliens on Earth so uh, point point of order real quick just just throwing this out there don't Jesse what? just open your what? mind man what? hold on. Why would an intergalactic space-faring civilization put the base on Mars instead of on Earth? Well, I'm glad you asked that. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, 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 okay. Two. Okay. Why would they then go to Earth, kidnap people, bring them back to Mars? They're not people why yet. Not? They're just like, like monkeys, more or less. Sure. But why not do all that? It seems like there's a lot of travel. And a lot of like uh, in between is are they saying? I would love to ask Richard C. Hoagland if he thinks that aliens have like a bureaucracy where they're like, well, uh, Article Seven, Section Nine says we can't actually go to Earth, so we have to do this whole thing off of the books. Well, let me so ask bring you them back. Well, let me ask you this: When you go to a convention, right? Do you go into the hotel where the convention is that's filled with thousands of people, or do you get your own room 
uptown a little bit so you can descend upon the convention when you're ready. You know what I'm saying? Alex, you know the answer is I go to the convention. Like, I don't yeah, I true. don't stay way uptown. The convention, I want to go down there because I, like the aliens, want to be like, what up, players? <laughs> well, 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 uh, to your first point, uh, Mars and actually our solar system was not quite what it once was. Mars was actually a bustling planet filled and teeming with alien life. Cities whoa, and ruins. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> when? When is the theory on this? Because when <laughs> men were apes, Mars was still dirt. You when could be wrong were... on that, though. No, I am not. <laughs> if, there was, if, there was a, if there was an organization committed to making it seem like there was never a civilization on right. Mars, if you think about it that way, it's possible that what, what we does know... this organization gain from keeping us dumb to that fact? Uh, a mass panic on Earth. What? It would destroy civilization. That's yeah, no, it wouldn't. If, if, if mass panic on Earth and uh, and and just people kind of over like what is what you know people who believe in God what does that mean? Religion would be turned on its head. I d- I think it would. I think it's more. I think it, I per I do personally believe whether I believe this stuff or not. I do personally if if, if it came the out the level like, of conspiracy involved with this. It's sure, so grand and on such a high scale, it's impossible to be a cover-up of this level. It does it literally government cover-ups are exposed every day because people are idiots. Well, You're telling what? me here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jesse. Scale, no, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What if we are figuring it out? What if we have seen the proof? Yes. We have interacted with aliens, but there's but the government's job is to spread so much misinformation that they let all this crazy kooky stuff go out there that it is impossible now for us as people to separate fact from fiction. Wait, 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 so wait, 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 time out, time out, time I'm not disputing the fact. I like maybe no one knows where humanity. Like no one knows the missing link aspect <laughs> I of can't humanity. Separate fact from fiction. Yeah, like all right, <laughs> sure. Maybe aliens did come and like make us. It does. That's not what I'm saying. That doesn't even matter in this scenario. Okay, what I'm saying okay. is, there, the 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 idea of all of this that that the aliens would set up a base on Mars, come to Earth, pull guys off of Earth. Come and then, like, train them, send them back, but then stay on Earth to teach them to civ- be a civilization, which is insane, because why would they just build the base on Earth and teach them there? Prime the directive. logistics of the alien civilization are so backwards, how are they the ones that taught us well, anything? Okay, well, okay, counterpoint, what if the reason that they're not, they don't set up a base on Earth or whatever or any of that stuff is because we're kind of like a zoo to them. The yeah, planet prime directive. itself is you don't being want to like mess with a dr- well, they well sort of prime directive, like half prime directive. They mess with us and then well, they us did back. make us high. Yeah, they, they <laughs> but totally avoided the prime directive. But but what? But if they don't have it, what if they, they're just treating us like a science experiment? What if we're one of thousands of other alien species out in the universe that aliens are just kind of playing with or experimenting with? But that's not. That's like, that's not what they did. Is not an experiment. What they did is they were like, we're going to teach you. And make you into a civilization. Maybe, maybe based a social off of them. experiment. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? But in an experiment, people watch you, and they watch you forever. So and the they, they, and this, they're still watching. Right. This so the day. assumption they're, is then that they're okay. still watching. So, so the but other again, thing, again, do you know what our asteroid belt is? To get back to the Mars thing. So, <laughs> this is all lumped into the same exact wait, 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 wait. topic. But again, the assumption is. <laughs> That 4.2 or whatever million years <laughs> ago, when men ago. were still ape, um, however long they they came. The, the problem with any of this is that it doesn't consider galactic timelines. 
It literally is so earth-centered and full of poopy <laughs> that it's literally just like they came to get some apes in Africa. Mind you, the vast majority of the world completely uninhabited. Why they were just like, you know what? We're going to build our base on Mars. Still still crazy to me. But then, no matter we what. We have a base here. Well, but but, no, no so, matter what. No matter what. Uh, no matter what. <laughs> the planet Mars. Yeah. The whole idea that it was bustling with like life and geologically impossible there's the Proving other theory geologically that impossible okay okay well, well, well while while that made true there's still the other theory that what while mars wasn't teeming with life what the asteroid belt is is a destroyed planet that was destroyed during a solar uh, solar system war between now that shit i'd buy yeah i'd buy but, that and that our moon was actually the moon of that planet and then when sure. that planet was destroyed due to the war that they had those who who went to mars to set up a base Either the moon itself drifted drifted naturally to Earth and got caught in our on our gravitational pull, or the aliens themselves nudged the moon in our direction because it would help facilitate life. Guys, I've been doing the math and I've been doing the research. Okay, okay. I know now truly what happened, and I and you can read about it in my new book called War of the Ancients. <laughs> it's simple. There was another planet called Planet X, That's and awesome. this planet was was. Filled with many cultures and many civilizations, and a war broke out, and they destroyed themselves. And part of the planet, it exploded a molten orb and became the moon to our Earth. And those who fled the planet became the first citizens and civilians and uh, cultures on planet Earth. Done. See how easy that is? It sounds right to me. It sounds like it could be easy. It sounds like it could be right. It sounds totally plausible. But we have evidence. The pyramids on Mars, the honeycomb structures, the main road. We might be thinking about this totally incorrectly. Like, we could be bacteria in the world of aliens. Like, maybe they don't come here because to them, going from one planet to another is like thinking. Like, they don't even need to do it. Like, it could be. That's true. We that's could true. be, we could be, you know, that game that's like, uh, what's it called? Dreams, where the, you could just like create. Escapes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might, we might just be a fucking illustrator file off on <laughs> We're the side. A simulation. That's then simulation. why set up a base on Mars? That all I'm saying is, <laughs> why do the one? Like all this to me is, is a dude trying to connect dots to make a drawing when like there just isn't an image there. Right, like it, of course. Well, they went to Mars and they did this, and that's why there are pyramids on Mars. Pyramids, are, but there are no pyramids on Mars. There's well, just mountains. Well, what's the it's truth, Mathis? Why don't we? Why don't we have record of this? Well, let's get into it, shall we? Well, first of all, let me just say, if that plot sounds really familiar, the aliens and all that stuff, that's because it's kind of the plot of to 2001: A Space Odyssey. The, the, yeah. the parent thing. Just saying, it's not like an old. It's not like he created it. He, he clearly plucked it. Uh, elsewhere but he says he says he did a lot of things that he, he did. did a lot he certainly says he did a lot of things he says um, he invent he he designed the pioneer plaque the pioneer plaque like, you know the one that like carl sagan and everybody like made that he like, also he also says he's the one that came up with the idea to drop a feather and like a hammer on on the moon at the same time because if gravity is like as bad as it is they should drop at the same rate right when in fact he wasn't the one to come up with that idea and that was actually like somebody else within nasa who came up with that idea and it's cited and sourced he also said he came up with something else that he didn't do and it's cited in a source that somebody else did it and it, it's ridiculous but 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 you might be asking yourself the question as jesse said Certainly, then, if, if it's just that simple, like if it's just a bad picture, all NASA needs to do is send out another probe to Mars and, and take 
newer a real picture. pictures, a real picture to truly clarify what was there. And you'd be right. Except NASA and the government as a whole is doing everything in their power to hide the truth. The Mars, Obser the, the Mars Observer probe, scheduled to snap new pictures in 1992, famously failed just as it entered the orbit of Mars. But is it so simple as a technical failure? Or did NASA sabotage their own vessel to hide the truth from us? No, because or that was 92 maybe, and in 98 and 2001 they did. But maybe the base, maybe the base is on Mars because we can't get there. Maybe that's well, why. The the that's also true. The the other the other leading thinking is do they, do they plan was four billion years ahead. They were just like <laughs> in a couple or million in a couple million years. These guys are really gonna want to come see what we're up to. Yo, the face was the finish line, my dude. Yeah. Well, so the other the other theory, like the theory that goes along with that, is like, what if at I want to shake you, Alex? NASA... I want to shake you, shake the idiot out of you. I just want to like. <laughs> this is how we learn. <laughs> this is not how you this is how you make a bunch of idiots. This is so frustrating for me. It's so frustrating. But what if? What if? What if during in 1992 NASA wasn't fully convinced that there were aliens there and that they did try and get some pictures and then they actually got shot down by an alien force and then the further attempts to take pictures there and out now knowing the truth they were actively sabotaged by NASA or photoshopped or filed mis incorrectly. They've contacted they still... Stanley Kubrick before. It's not Right, exactly. Of. And they but they still have to keep sending out probes otherwise the public will get suspicious. Right, anyway. because why would we ever stop going if it's if we're discovering stuff? Exactly. So uh, then, of course, the U.S. isn't the only country that attempted this during the '80s and '90s. In the '80s, the Russians sent two unmanned probes to Mars, Phobos One and Phobos Two. The first of which failed before it ever reached Mars. It just kind of went kaputs on tra in transit. While Phobos Two arrived in 1989, it actually took photographs and then suddenly, quote, expired. In one of the pictures that did make it back to Earth from Phobos 2, however, there is a cigar-shaped shadow that can be seen on the surface of Mars. And this is true. You can actually go look at this picture from Phobos 2, from 1989, and there is a cigar-shaped shadow over Mars. However, um, while one could, ex uh, one could explain the irregularly shaped na uh, shadow as the natural satellite moon of Mars called Phobos that is already irregularly shaped and its shadow is just being cast... Uh, it could also be a cigar-shaped UFO vessel that shot down Phobos before it finished its job. And it wouldn't, the, it wouldn't be the first cigar-shaped alien exactly. craft we've heard of. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be the cigar-shaped. To further help uh, to solidify that the government is trying to hide things, there were two two letters from the government sent to NASA in the 60s that were uncovered that do say, should they ever discover evidence of alien life or whatever, that they would keep it, uh, uh, what do you call it, um... Secured, uh, classified, classified. It's the word. There we go. Yep. They would keep it classified and away from the public. That is actually true. That actually did get sent out. But at the same time, that is from the sixties and seventies. And who knows if that's still holding true to this very day. I think I mentioned it on, on the show before. I can't remember, <laughs> but there was some report about a think tank that decided that the way to do it with aliens is to like learn about them, keep it yes. secret, and then like slowly introduce it into the public zeitgeist. From via, all different media. Yes, and, yep, exactly. To do it via to movies and comic books to get the idea of aliens not to be publicly accepted fully first. That way, uh, chaos doesn't spread fully amongst the people. But back to uh, good old David Hoagland here. That wasn't still enough. People were still not convinced in 1992. 
Not enough, not enough to convince us still Hoagland was not done yet. In 1996, he held a press conference in DC to unveil 30 year old suppressed evidence revealing artificial structures on the moon and Mars, photos of astronauts walking among lunar ruins via leaked NASA and Soviet pictures. And he did hold that press conference and he did show those photos of extraordinarily blurry, undiscernible, maybe pictures of, of the moon and Mars and nothing more that was new, but he was going out of his way to truly convince us that, uh, there, we actually had photos of, of, of the, uh, Mars folk, um, or should I say our astronauts walking around lunar uh, Mars on top of that, there are un uh, off the record of off, off the record accounts of, of astronauts who walked on the moon saying they were surrounded by aliens watching them that when they landed on the moon spacecraft landed miles away from them and they could see figures in the in the distance watching them that who, is that is true is there is huh who said this uh oh shit i wrote his name uh, i have his name i can find it really quickly um it's it's, uh, it's actually weird john glenn john glenn is one yeah it's uh, weirdly not uncommon for astronauts to talk about Yep, Seeing John Glenn, uh, the, the famous sightings of unidentified bogeys, including John Glenn's fireflies um, and the luminous particles seen on many a space flight, but typically dismissed as wet blanket NASA cover-up artistries such as chip, chipped paint uh, and there's, such. There's one, there's one uh, audio recording of a space shuttle guy coming into orbit, and he's like, there's something coming up on our side. Yes, I've heard that. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, that's what keeps me on the edge of like believing is like having hearing like astronauts who go off the record and be like, no, dude, there's like crazy, crazy stuff. Happening. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so weirded out by that. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, how could you be an astronaut and then turn around and just like go full lie? You know what I mean? Yes. What's, what's the point? Yep, I, I agree. Like, uh, why? Like, why I, I would take this whole theory as you know, with a grain of salt, the size of Georgia. Uh, th there are the things that that do make me question and make me wonder, and it's those it's those firsthand accounts of of those who yeah, walked the idea, on the moon. The idea that something is on the moon or that something is on Mars is the idea that I'm willing to swallow from from this. But you know, it's I mean, when the, the you know the more what do you call it like the more like resolution the idea has, the more like detail it gets, the harder it is to like convince me of things. But yep. like man, like the 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 things that astronauts have said. The consistency between reports that are unrelated, that type of stuff always freaks me out. Were you the ones that linked me the the file, the video, or the audio file of the of the pilot that that was in uh, That's definitely something that was linked to us at one point that we probably sent to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that Which? was wild too. The one with the with the not the pilot, I think it was an a stewardess on an Aer Lingus flight or something like that. They had something come up crazy on their wing, and then somebody else had another pilot had also radioed in or like Oh yes, earlier. yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Aer yeah, Lingus. yeah. That was that was really, really cool. Um, well this this goes back to the thing that I think is fascinating about the vast majority of extraterrestrial whatever it is that we do yes. mm -hmm. it's that there is some stuff and this is why out of all the things we talk about i'm like all right i'll listen <laughs> there's some stuff that you know there are only so many people who have gone to space there are only so many people who have actually looked at the stars and not just like been on earth so when they say stuff you have to be like okay i'll listen to this but with that said the topic we're talking about is not that right it's, it's just not that. 
<laughs> well, maybe not to you, Jesse. All I'm right, sure, it's all cover up. It's all the same. <laughs> the same people who are out there saying I saw, uh, I'm part of NASA and I saw spacemen are the same people covering up the fact that there's stuff on. It doesn't like there's no. There, sense there are that. disconnects. Absolutely, it's a strategy. It's a strategy. It is like that's that's. Imagine that's... you get an email every morning if you're like an ex astronaut from some black ops place that tells you here's what you say to the press today here's what you do today like there's like maybe there's a strategy there you know you never know well one of the questions jesse brings up um why and he, <laughs> jesse you know you love this don't even pretend i just oh alex oh alex you're a monster <laughs> if we ever ever end up doing this in a studio i want i'm gonna have like a little note of how many times jesse reaches over the desk to just slap alex i'm face. like mr smith like i'm going to washington right now for all the crazy people out there you guys owe me <laughs> you guys owe me i read all your emails i read all your emails too the ones you send to the chuluminati one. Oh man there's some good ones i love you guys so much um so so jesse's one of jesse's questions was okay why us then like what what makes humans special and david hoagland being a man not david richard hoagland rather being a man to, uh, of an incredible intelligence well has an answer for that as well Extrapolating from the ambitious claims uh, of, of David Hoagland and the not-so-original motive behind the aliens stalking NASA, and why, why are aliens stalking NASA? Well, it's quite simple. Humans are violent. They're warlike species, and all we do is look for a reason to kill. And once we develop not only the technology, and I think I've mentioned this in previous Alien episodes, to split the atom and nuclear power and, and true mass destruction, uh, outside of that, we were now actually leaving Earth. We were starting to explore the stars, and that immediately set up a red flag for the aliens. In that, that now this this uh, this destructive species who does have harness the power of pretty destructive, uh, pretty nasty weapons. Now we have to put them on our radar. They're not giving us a choice. So these uh, these missions that NASA have been sending up, as I said earlier, are actually just decoys to keep the population under the impression that we are still exploring space. Meanwhile, we are rendezvousing with aliens to make sure and, and, and ensure the government, at the very least, that we are not destroying one another and are not doing anything to have the aliens feel necessary to come down here and annihilate us in turn, to wipe us out and start fresh, because if we get too nasty and we get too destructive, they don't want to deal with that. Did Rod so, Serling write this theory? Did uh, who? Did Rod Serling write this theory? Rob Sterling, I don't even know who that is. He's the Twilight Zone guy. He's like, oh, see, I've, I've really watched Twilight Zone. Man, man's influence. It's like it's. I I don't know this 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 idea to me is so. Uh, this one seems like uh, Jesse always talks about how, you know, stuff seems like sort of self-centered on the part of humans. Yes, the one where we're just too badass to let <laughs> to, be, to be allowed to live is is the most like this to me. This is like the Tom Cruise. <laughs> like like version i uh i think i agree they keep jumping onto the side of airplanes and crashing Whoa! helicopters into each other <laughs> guys guys Humans if you have gone too far if you if you if you guys just bonus chiluminati bonus episode go look for the trailer for the mummy that got uploaded by accident with no with like half its audio missing and you're going to hear tom cruise screaming his lungs out with no reverb it's no. great it's so good <laughs> it's one of my favorite then, like, then you're gonna agree with the aliens you're gonna you're gonna wipe us out they've you're... gone too far yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god um well as i said uh you know d d deviating a little bit away from mars and, and focusing on the moon well, what about the moon the moon there are cities on the moon what if what if the moon isn't what we think it is what if the moon actually has an atmosphere is teeming with life 
to this day, and everything we're seeing is just kind of deserted wilderness that 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 uh, the aliens don't want us to see. But there are actual eco domes on the on on parts of the moon that we have never seen that are. Didn't actually we just? Well, life. didn't China just land on the dark side of the moon though? Uh, China did, yeah, actually. Did they really? They did. Yeah, they just landed specifically on the dark side of the moon. Yep. yep, uh, yep. So who knows? We'll so learn. they're definitely covering it up. Not humans. Uh, uh, a satellite of theirs. Oh my did. god. Okay. I was like, yeah. what? There was a manned flight to the moon that I missed? No, no. <laughs> but like a rover. I'm here thing. to posit that the moon is hardly the desert, the, the lunar wasteland that NASA would want us to believe it is. All of it's that. made of cheese. <laughs> the moon is actually rather pleasant. With a saffron-colored sky, vegetation, animal life in certain temperate zones, not all temperate zones, snow-capped mountains covered with timber, lakes, rivers, alien communities of varying sizes, and natural anti-gravity monorails that bring people from, from place to place on the moon. Do I have your attention? I'm interested. Like, I want to visit it. How, <laughs> did they, how do they know that? Like, how do they have evidence to show monorails? Well, in the blurry photos of something... They don't. They don't. <laughs> the The evidence of, of this is uh, abductees being brought to the domes on, on into the to communities on the moon and being shown what true life here is before the abductees is being returned back to Earth. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. One is um, Adam, Adamansky. He was actually abducted by UFOs that looked like Nordic aliens, like the Nordics that we spoke about. Okay. I wish you could see Jesse's face, listeners. <laughs> It's just, it's a mix of disappointment that I'm even saying these words. And dare I and say wonder? A, a little bit of a childlike wonder sparked in his... It's just, keep going, I'm in, let's do this. <laughs> I've strapped for the, in for this one. As for the cratering of the moon, they posit that a theory apparently out of all the heavenly firmament explaining that those familiar features are in fact the handiwork of sophisticated weapons used in a terrible war involving the moon, which took place less than 30,000 years ago. Apparently taking a cue from, uh, you know, Star Wars and George Lucas, uh, this high tech, uh, these high tech weaponries were the very, the very same tech that destroyed the planet that created the asteroid belt, the same things that cratered the moon and was, was heavily used during the solar system war amongst other aliens. That's why the moon looks like what it is. That's why it's so cratered aliens crashing in, uh, and using their it's super like an weapons. intergalactic paintball. Like, <laughs> That's what it was. It was yeah. like a paintball game like and they paintball just, arena. solar uh, winner takes earth yeah that's for, that's what the war was they're for. playing for pinks yeah <laughs> um oh god uh, that'd be actually you know what i'd be okay with that if that was the actual truth aliens were like playing a game of war battle bots earth. yeah battle bots for earth for possession over earth and then we they can do with the with the creatures of earth whatever they want to do i'm there <laughs> i'm for basically it. the plot of mortal combat from what i'm hearing <laughs> that's actually we got to fight over the Earth realm. Okay. <laughs> um, that's 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 unfortunate. However, not only the Moon and Mars hold alien life. Uh, NASA also might know that a number of moons and planets in the solar system are inhabited by people with superior technologies, not unlike the the bottle tech or the bottle job of Vesuvians, um, which is like the the domes and stuff. Humans? Saturnians. Venusians, Venus, Venus, Venusians, Venusians. There you go. Saturnians and Martians, who spoke perfect, unaccented American English for those they abducted from what? America, of course. Yeah, the Martians. They spoke perfect, unaccented American English. Are they saying? Are they saying that it's humans living in these places? 
No, we are we are descendants from the Martians. Remember, they they messed with I our see. DNA. I, well, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, are these more experiments that they're encountering, or are these more? Overlords. These are so these are more not experiments that they're encountering. These are coming from reports of those who are being abducted from Earth to be shown these domes by the aliens, by these Nordics or Venusians or Saturnians or or what have you. Uh, and they're just being toured around. And typically what these abductees are told is that they is that they have been chosen to represent uh either the Nordics on Earth and to spread the truth of what uh that they come in peace and that all this technology is real, and then nobody ever listens to them. Because they sound crazy. They do sound crazy. That's unfortunate. That's a really good <laughs> that's a really good uh cover up technique that they're employing. Mm. It's interesting that the aliens never abduct scientists. They typically always abduct kind of just the hobunky in the middle of nowhere people. That's why the that's why the astronaut thing is so convincing to me, is because that, I, yeah, so to yeah, me, yeah. I feel like astronauts are basically fucking scientists. Like they're like, you know, extremely educated about physics and space and just like science in general and i feel like you know that's that's a big convincer for me yeah I, i'm with you i'm actually with you on that for sure i think most people could be um part of the other the, the theory of all these being abducted and stuff is that the aliens are also giving warning to them saying uh things that they they, they, they can hope that um the the these people who are being abducted and being brought back to Earth are going to help keep the superpowers in check so that they don't go insane with military. Since if we ever bring our military to space, that could lead us down a path of complete and utter annihilation um, if we end up trying to bring weaponry into space. So that these people being abducted are supposed to be, I guess, prophet-like figures for the aliens to to bring peace to our nations or, or stop our superpowers from from going to ham uh, on the flip side supposedly aliens are already working with our government so those two don't really kind of mesh those two ideas don't really kind of mesh unless that's what the government wants of course it's all about levels all oh, disinformation man what's exactly real? What's it's all not, about chain man? of command baby yeah pretty much pretty much um there's another thing the exposed by a gaggle of whistleblowers here in the in, in the UK on Britain's Angela, uh, Angela TV alternate al something called alternative 3 which is a plot hatched that was largely fictional and actually drawn from a fictional like a mockumentary that aired on on the TV and what the idea was was alternative 3 was to take all those uh, people in power who have money wealth influence and to bring them into the safety of bunkers scattered throughout the earth uh, and then the world would be destroyed. Everybody would be wiped out, save those selected few, and then things would start fresh again, and then the aliens would come to Earth, and there'd be kind of this commingling, this peace brought between the two people. Um, alternative 1 and 2 were similar ideas, but not to the extent that Alternative 3 was brought to. Uh, while And while true, Alternative 3 was a, a satire, uh, a mockumentary, a, a fake entertainment piece there are those who believe that this was actually put out because there's truth behind it and so a book was written casebook on alternative three conspiracy century jim keith expertly debunks the poorly done science fictional hoax and then proceeds to demonstrate over the course of 159 pages that the british production was actually fiction based on fact that alternative three is right about one thing smart money is on the end of the world and those with money and influence will be saved for the second birth of humanity just like the movie 2012. <laughs> I'd never seen it. There's like one ship and they all like vie for 
position and like basically the Illuminati are the ones. Yeah, if you're super talented, super smart, or super rich, you can get on board. That's pretty yeah. much it. Everyone and else may, dies. And while it may sound insane that this alternative three, there is there is precedent for it. In fact, have you guys heard of Biosphere Two? Yeah. Yeah. It is a biosphere in Arizona where a bunch of scientists don or a bunch of people donning Star Trek jumpsuits sealed themselves out inside a domed ecosystem to see if it would work. Uh, and the biosphere authoritarian leader was a southwest uh, a southwestern cultist who initially described the experiment as the next phase in human evolution. A preparation for humankind's inevitable migration to Mars. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that was the, the leader. The, I thought biosphere was funded by, like, a cultist let it no what the, it says in fact the biospherian authoritarian leader was a southwestern cultist who initially described the experiment as the next phase in human evolution yeah it it, it is owned by uh university of arizona now but it originally was it just, did not start it was just way. a private enterprise originally <clears throat> run by a cultist yeah southwestern cultist biosphere biosphere one was was earth According uh, according to them, yeah, according to them, we Biosphere One is our planet, <clears throat> and Biosphere tier, Biosphere Two is proof that dome cities will work. Yep, and they do work. Yep, How run by a cultist? Not anymore. It was. Anymore. It was. It was run by a cultist. He's the one that started the whole program. A cultist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I he's, don't know that I believe this. He's a pretty crazy guy. Uh, his name is John P. Allen. I, 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 I was reading about this one day. You can look it up. What are you? What? What? No, biosphere. Biosphere one is Earth. Keep that in mind. When did when did this happen? When did the first? What? It, it was owned. Oh, in university. you're right. Wow. I only know about the the actual scientific missions. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, he's a crazy person. Yeah, 2011 is when the University of Arizona bought it. Oh well, but hold on. No, we'll see. There's Biosphere Two originally constructed 1987 to 1991. Yeah, it was a joint venture with John P. Allen and a bunch of other people. But from 91 to 93. A bunch of medical doctors and researchers lived in it, and John P. Allen was n not involved. No, in that. he he was in he was just involved in the initial. He creation. just built. He just built. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Oh, he went out of his... you guys had me thinking that there was like a cult leader inside the thing making. Not a anymore. Cult. Just when it was built. Just when it when it first came to be. I don't. The veracity <laughs> of these claims, I question. But all right, I'm gonna let you guys continue. It's scientific now. The point, the point being, of Biosphere Two isn't necessarily the cult leader and all that stuff. The point being, Biosphere Two is evidence that Alternative Three could be a real thing. That bio, bio spheres, bio uh, dome cities, like like Alex said, can happen. They work. There's a rainforest in there, man. It's crazy. It's in the desert. There's a there's a rainforest inside. Yeah. So, like, the point is, like, that's the proof that Alternative Three could happen. But more or less, that is the general coverage of the giant cover-up happening on Mars and the lunar city and the moon. That is everything that is that is happening there now, what has happened in the past, how we came to be. Hollow Earth and Hollow Moon, technically still true. They still give they still give credence that there is a hollow earth and that there is a species in the hollow earth and there's a better land there and all that good stuff. And that what? some of the people that get abducted by aliens don't actually leave the planet. They actually just go to the center of the earth. We've covered that a little bit here. Uh but 
the, the, our solar system is teeming with alien life. We are just kept none the wiser because of Photoshop, uh, lying, misfiling of paperwork, government conspiracies, and all that that nonsense to hide. I would love, I would love something that I believe to be central to my understanding of the world to just come crashing down. I, I think to me that's why ideas like this are so attractive. Granted, Hoagland is a piece of shit. The guy doesn't. Yeah. He's... Oh, let me let me clarify that. I, I completely forgot to go over that part because uh, I wanted to save it for the end. Hoagland has no education. Um, he never graduated high school. He he he's just a guy who saw pictures. In my opinion, if we want to get real, saw an opportunity to yeah. make himself the center of something, and then. For following that, found a way to make money off of it. He's written books. He's written in other books. Uh, clearly, he's still active today. I think his last interview was somewhere around 2015, 2016. Like, he's still around. He's still doing this. This is all he does. Um, but if you want to know, the, if you want to argue the veracity of of, Day, uh, of Richard Hoagland himself, there's not any. He really doesn't have any. He's a pseudoscient. A lot of scientists call him a pseudoscientist. He's just a, he's just a guy who as Alex said earlier, was just kind of connecting dots and lines and seeing something that wasn't really there. He especially lost me. Like I could almost buy a little bit. Like he sees, he sees himself, like uh, maybe some ruins, like the pictures are really hard to tell. But once he started talking about the mathematical equations that lead to interdimensional energies and stuff, I'm like, all right, I just don't get it because you could take that picture from another angle and all the numbers will be different. Yeah, exactly. That's also true. That's also 100% true. The aliens would have had to predict that we were going to send a satellite right. and, and hit it from that angle and all this other stuff. Or or maybe the aliens expected we were never going to see it and we just caught it by chance. Like who, who You could always say – that's the thing with conspiracy theories, right? You can always say, or this, and you can't really disprove it. That's what makes them so compelling for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean I, I, I feel it. I, the, I, I don't really respond that much to the idea of cover-ups like – I think a lot of people get excited about like the idea of cover-ups, but like mm-hmm. just the idea that that something like that could happen is exciting to me, and I I'm I'm just ready for that piece of information to come out. Like I always think like if I was just at like a Laker game, and then an alien just came in, <laughs> just came down in just among like twenty thousand people and just dunked on. <laughs> Yeah. Boom. No, that's that's when LeBron like his 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 hollow his holographic cover up dissipates and he's like a Nordic gray or something. His, his skin blows off and his skeleton is just like like platinum bones and he just walks and he's an alien. I, I've been. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, that, I would love it. it too. I've been I've been knee deep in alien stuff for the past couple of weeks. Obviously, this a little bit lighter, but I've been reading um, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, which actually just goes over the MIT-hosted uh, alien abduction conference back in the early 90s, written by a physicist, not by anybody else, like, not by some hack. He's, like, an actual doctor, which is really interesting because he's talk- it's, he talks more about it, like, the case studies and, and the similarities between between some of them. And then going from that and then going into this, it's just it's just such a 90-degree turn. It's such but a the, hard But the turn. problem with all this is that it's, like, dangerous. And that to... Delve into the world of conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, on such a level where you're like, don't trust scientists because they're lying to you. Oh, that's the yeah. the, sl- the like the slippery slope on that is something that we see now in reality, where it's like, yeah. don't trust scientists. The news don't trust is government. just all don't, working together. News is a to lie. Trick us. Yeah. yeah, and once you get into that, then There's nothing no is back. real. Yeah. Everything is fake, and only a few select people are the ones who know the truth, and you have to trust them. And 
It's like flat. Nine earthers. times out of ten, those are the people grifting your ass, you dummy. Yeah, like, those are the ones. Those are the the, the Richard C. Hoaglands who are like making claims that they helped make the pioneer plaque, or like they're yeah. the ones who coined important phrases throughout his. Like, of course, they're just gonna lie to you because you don't believe the people who are telling you the truth. That's all. Yep. And it's a yeah. it's dan- it's dangerous to go down this route. It is. That's not to say that government hasn't lied before. It's not to say that scientists haven't screwed up. It's not to say that there there could be aliens out there who are like, I'm gonna go dunk on LeBron. It's not to say that's not true. But the minute you're like, it's all a lie to cover up the conspiracy that there's a Mars base. Like once yeah. you're there, it's you're ready to you could believe anything. Yeah. 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 Agree. That's and that's is, dangerous. It's a ve- there's in my it's a very clear line. You you do not cross it because like he's like Jesse said, you lose all concept of reality at that point. Anything is possible to the point where you are you you've lost. It's it's just like you just said, it's dangerous. I think you can just leave it at that. It's very dangerous. Yeah. It's okay to do what we do where we just fucking laugh at it and make fun of it. But you know, me and Alex, uh, at least the three of us, hold a little bit of a stronger hope or belief that aliens are real and even jesse believes like aliens there's very good chance that aliens are out there but don't cross the line of of believe believe educated people yes believe educated people which is why reading the close encounters of the fourth kind book which is written by a fucking physicist and uh as uh, and like co-authored by another scientist is infinitely more interesting to read because everything's being presented as a science and a fact and, and there's speculation and there's not like aliens are doing it it's it's just looking at the, the what they have for evidence and, and that kind of thing, which is what makes things like Project Blue Book way more interesting than these conspiracy theories because that's like actual government research going into Yes, that that's the fascinating where it's yes. like the government said this or scientists said this and you're just like, oh, okay. Like there is no cover up here. It's they research stuff and it turns out there might be something. And that I think is phenomenal. That's, that is cool. But for fun shit, I love doing this stuff too because it's hilarious and it's great. And who knows? You never fucking know. Maybe one day we'll see we'll see Alex courtside watching the Lakers as breaking news happens. The roof opens up. Uh, a tall, tall white emperor lands of the Zinthar Empire jumps in and just <laughs> take the seats. Honestly, I'll take the. I'll just take the. T- I'll just take the tickets. <laughs> you don't want to see a tall white dunk on LeBron. I don't know if I can handle it, man. I don't know if I can I- handle it. I, I'm gonna be real. I think even in basketball, the tall whites would suck. Yeah, it's true. we already learned. Hey, uh, we already learned. Larry Bird got bodied. <laughs> no, Larry Bird is one of the greatest basketball players ever to live. Don't don't get it twisted. But imagine, imagine you're looking at the basketball game and then a dude materializes on the court. Everybody in this place sees it. That's the thing that's exciting to me. That was Space Jam. We've all seen it before. They were cartoons. Space Jam was a documentary to induct Michael children Jordan to was in it. How is it a cartoon if Michael Jordan's in it, guys? Come on. All right. Use All your right. brains. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. That's the end of episode 21 of Chiluminati Podcast. Shh. We love you guys can, so much. Can I, have a, can I issue a question to the listeners? Just It's, it's equally your podcast. Hit, hit, me, hit me back on Twitter, guys. Should I do the Trump theory? Should, oh, the time should traveling I, Should Trump I theory? go deep on it? Should I just... Go, should I take it more seriously than I should? I will say this, and I'll let the viewers, obviously the listeners, answer for themselves. I'm very curious, but I will say this. <laughs> this I did a little stupid. tentative research uh, uh, from, from reading it. 
and already it begins to fall apart once you put a micro like a, like a like a microscope you on put it. a microscope you put it under a microscope um the book that they reference the one that dissolves the presidency and all this other stuff it's actually like the reverse of what's happening today congress actually in that book dissolves the presidency because the president is looking into the corruption of congress so to save themselves they just dissolve the presidency whereas it feels the opposite is what's happening right now no but he swore so, he was going to drain the swamp and QAnon, the swamp. QAnon said it's coming yeah, WG1 MAGA something. Maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a QAnon slash Trump time travel one. We'll see. I, there you go. I need to find I need to hit you guys with something. I need to like really blow Please your do. minds. Okay. I need it needs to happen. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And I'm gonna be like, do you believe it? And you're like, I do. And I'm like, idiot, I made it up. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get have you. Have you uh have you guys heard of missing four one one? No, what is that? That's gonna be our next topic that I'm doing, by the way. Missing four one. So this book, this book. Uh, I got it from one of our researchers. She has access to a library. Um, this book is out of print. It hasn't been in print since 2012. It's about missing people that go missing in the same woods like every year. The government has acknowledged it. It is it is an actual thing that is happening, and they don't do much to save it. And you can actually look. I'll show you boys. Oh, is this like in the woods? In the back of the National Parks? Yeah, the National Parks where oh, they like, cool. go missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a yeah, movie this about cool. this? I, yeah, there is. There is I've, a documentary. I think which, I like. I've seen this, or maybe I don't know. You, I think you can. If you have Amazon Prime, I'm pretty sure you can watch it for free. Oh shit! If you want a preview, uh, missing four one one. This is gonna be. This is one I'm. I'm like deep diving into. It may be a multi parter. I'm very pumped for this one. I might go uh, in. This is gonna be in. cool. Yeah, please do if you guys want to get ready. And if you viewers want to get ready for that as well. In the meanwhile, we've got all kinds of different episodes in the works. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, pimp our stuff first. If you listen to us on iTunes, we're almost at seven hundred five star reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Go push us past 700 reviews on iTunes. Their rating system is what determines if we ever end up in like the top podcast, new podcast of the week or whatever, which is obviously really awesome. Also, Yeti, yeti.com slash collection slash Illuminati or just search Illuminati on the Yeti. You can find all of our products up there, t-shirts, hats, uh, stickers, and maybe some new stuff coming along the way. You can tweet at all of us personally at uh, Mathis Games for myself, Jesse Cox for Jesse, and Faciane A for Alex. You can see all those links below. And a big thank you as well to our assistant researchers for helping us out when we uh, when we go into the deeper stuff. Um, this was just a Mathis episode. This was a Mathis goes crazy. Episode. I liked that episode. I, I had a fun time. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, so we'll be back sooner rather than later. Uh, is there anything else I'm missing? Or is that everything? Think we're good? Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, I think All that's right. it. Cool. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace and out. And we'll see you next episode. Peace out. Goodbye. Bye.